I am a spiritual being on this epic human adventure. We each come with our own lessons, our own soul's plan of what we're here to learn and grow through. Well, our entire life is our spiritual curriculum. Everything that is unfolding in front of us is a beautifully designed opportunity, giving us the chance to learn, to grow, to evolve, to step into our next level of potential. When something happens that doesn't go our way, we can look at it and say, oh, life hates me. I'm a victim of these circumstances because things aren't going my way. They're not going the way that I want them to go. And so I'm a failure. I'm bad. We make up all these stories about what it means when that happens, when things aren't going our way. But what if we switched our lens and we began to ask more questions of life, such as, what do you want me to know about this? What could I possibly be learning through this experience? With us today is Donna Bond, a catalyst for personal transformation, a spiritual life and business coach and author of Original Wisdom, Harness the Power of the Authentic You. Supporting individual transformation of consciousness, Donna assists clients across the globe evolve to new heights of meaningful success, personal fulfillment, and spiritual aliveness using the principles and practices of spiritual psychology. Here are some of the subjects that Donna and I discuss in this episode. What is spiritual psychology? How to identify and listen to your intuition? Trusting the flow of your life? Transforming problems into possibilities, including how asking the right questions about my personal experience with breast implant illness helped me to accept and navigate that situation rather than falling into victimhood. Harnessing your higher purpose as an entrepreneur and my own realization that I need to address my unbalanced relationship with money and personal wealth, as Donna says, behind all great resistance is great transformation. And finally, the power of using positive I am statements and my personal experience of using this technique to reclaim my life after the devastating grief of losing my brother. You'll notice that in this list, I included quite a few examples of how these topics personally have affected me. And I think that's testament to Donna's abilities as a coach. She was really easy to engage with and to chat with, and she kept on bringing it back to very personal, grounded, practical ways of implementing this information, which I think is really important because when you start talking about things in the spiritual realm, it can get very airy-fairy, woo-woo, and it's always important to me to bring it to people in a way that feels grounded and practical, that you can start implementing it into your own life. This was one of my favorite episodes recorded to date, so I'm sure you're going to enjoy it just as much as I did. Welcome, Donna. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Rain. It's lovely to be here. So I would love to hear about your background because I find it quite interesting and it's actually something that I can relate to myself as well in a different way, but sort of a similar story. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, thank you for asking. Um, well, I am the daughter of uh, Italian immigrants. My grandparents came over on the boat, as they say, and um, my family just sort of worked their way up. And um, I was in hospitality for 28 years um, as a marketing executive and worked for a lot of big companies like Marriott Hotels and the Ritz-Carlton. And at the age of 44, I was sort of at the top of my game. I had reached vice president level and sort of had it all on the surface. And 44 was a really significant age because that's how old my father was when he died. And all of a sudden, I was in a really big rush to figure out what is my life about? What am I doing here? Why am I getting up every single day and going off to this company and investing all of my energy and all of my time and all of my creativity in building somebody else's dream, in fueling somebody else's project, essentially, which I wouldn't have been able to tell you that at the time, Rain. You know, I can look back on it now and see so much clarity. Um, at the time, I was depressed. I was unhappy. I was spiritually bankrupt. Um, and what I didn't know was I had cancer growing inside my body. Mm. Um the physical ailment that sort of got my journey going was a frozen shoulder. And the frozen shoulder was a beautiful metaphor for exactly where I was in my life, right? Like I was stuck, but I wasn't doing anything about it. Yeah. I was frozen. And I was frozen because of the belief systems that I had in my mind that I believed, you know, you pick one thing and you do that one thing for your whole life and you have to suffer and you have to sacrifice in order to live in the world. And so I followed in the footsteps or I was following in the footsteps of my father. Mm. So <laughs> in a nutshell, that's sort of what happened. Isn't it beautiful how our bodies speak to us? Yes, us it absolutely not right is. In our lives. Yeah, always. Mm. And most of us don't pay attention. And um, there's, a, there's a line in my book when I'm talking about my frozen shoulder um, and how bad it got. And I couldn't lift my arm above my breast. And I did what millions of corporate executives all over the world do i ignored it and then what was the like major catalyst that made you wake up and stop ignoring all these symptoms well there was a couple of things that unfolded um i went to go see a psychic and was literally crying to her right like i've got to find my purpose mm -hmm. and i had done this for years, literally for years. Um, and she said, Donna, they're spelling it out for me. Spiritual psychology. And I said, what in the hell is spiritual psychology? <laughs> mm -hmm. 
And she says, I don't know, but there's three universities that have a program in it. And she gave me the name of two of the universities, but she didn't give me the name of the third because we just got talking about something else and we got distracted. So I went home and consulted the real Oracle, right? I Googled it. And very quickly, I found my way to the University of Santa Monica, which was an hour up the street from where I lived. And they had a master's program. And believe me, there was nothing about this that made any sense. I didn't feel good. I was working a 60-hour-a-week, very demanding role of you know being a marketing executive at a huge resort. There were a lot of things that weren't working in my life at the time, yet I enrolled myself in this master's program. I had no idea what the hell I was going to do with spiritual psychology. I didn't even really know what it was. Um, And I remember back having a lot of conversations with the admissions counselor, you know, and I had 101,000 questions. My ego was in a lot of resistance around this putting up every fight, but yet there was still something inside of me that was like saying yes, saying yes, even though I wouldn't give myself permission in my logical mind to say yes. And she finally said something that was so (laughs) life-changing. She said, Donna, why don't you just come for one weekend and see what happens? And that was it, Rain. One weekend. And this is what I love about the work that we do and how quickly we can change our lives with one simple choice. Mm. Yeah. One simple choice. Beautiful. One of the questions I actually wanted to ask is that spiritual psychology is a term that has been popping up into my awareness recently a couple of times, but I don't really know what it is. So can you please share with us? Yeah, of course. Yes. So uh, I probably can't quote the exact definition of the University of Santa Monica, but spiritual psychology is a technology, really. And it's a it's a lens that we look through, uh, through the spiritual context. And what that means is viewing it, viewing our life, viewing a situation, viewing a relationship, viewing a person, viewing a circumstance through the lens of our higher self, through the lens of our soul. And Drs. Ron and Mary Holnick are the pioneers of spiritual psychology. They have been uh, leading spiritual psychology for the past 40 years at the University of Santa Monica. And it's really the study and the practice of spiritual awakening. And that's what it is. It's examining our consciousness Mm. from a higher place. And what's so liberating about it and what's so freeing about it is it's only our ego mind that has the ability to judge things. It's our ego mind that judges everything as right or wrong, good or bad, black or white. And this is what gets us into trouble. And this is really where we live in the physical world is in this land of polarity, right? Everything has its opposite force and everything has its opposite force because 
That is the composition of physical world reality. And so when we're caught up in that, we suffer. We get caught up in that because when you're not acting the way that I want you to act, then I get upset. Or if you're not, you know, doing what I think you should do, then I get upset. Well, this is a backwards way of relating to ourselves and the world. And so what spiritual psychology does is it supports us in residing in a neutral place. Because from the perspective of our higher self, or I call it our original wisdom, which is what my book is about, Mm -hmm. from the perspective of our original wisdom, everything is neutral. And we then can embody the qualities, the natural and inherent qualities of our authentic self, of our true higher self. And those qualities include compassion, understanding, acceptance, right? This doesn't mean that we condone bad behavior, quote unquote, or wrongdoing, Mm -hmm. but we're able to look upon the world and understand that no matter what happens, we are all loved. We are all love itself because our true nature is nature. Our true nature, our true essence is a drop of the divine, right? It is a drop of creation in ecstatic motion, Rumi said. So when we can rem- we can tune in to that part of our nature and we can live our life from that place it's a game changer yeah i think um for myself personally a reframe that really helped me to be more compassionate and less judging of other people is to realize that we're all here with our own unique purpose and role to play and therefore what is right or wrong for me is different from what is right or wrong for you. Beautiful. And when you say things like that, people will often think that you're saying there is no right or wrong, um, like bad behavior is fine. But really, if you come into this understanding, you would not want to enact those bad behaviors because you're coming from that place of love. Hopefully, exactly. most of the time when we can. <laughs> yes, well, we that's actually very true. Egoic, selfish it's- thoughts. <laughs> Yeah, because when we are when we are residing in that place, it's like being on a different floor in a building, mm-hmm. right? You're at this higher floor. And so the choices that you have, the choices that you see are completely different than the way you might be viewing things when you're on the ground level. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I want to circle back to when you were describing how you were going to see the um, the admissions counselor and, you know, it just didn't make sense for you to be making this decision cognitively. You had all of yeah. these objections, but something inside of you kept on telling you to do it. Yeah. So for those who are unsure, how would you describe that that knowing and how to listen to that inner voice that is guiding you mm-hmm. compared to the thoughts of your mind, which will rationalize mm-hmm. you out of doing that thing? Yes. 
Okay. Love your question. Um, and I have a, a quite a history of this, actually. Um, mm-hmm. I met my husband on the internet. We got married, uh, agreed to be married 30 days after we knew each other. Oh, wow. You know, I, that was very illogical, making no sense at all. My boss at the time was like running background checks on this guy. My mother was freaking out. Uh, but I knew. I knew. Um this move to Costa Rica, I've just recently relocated here to Costa Rica. Uh, this also made makes no sense whatsoever. None. Zero. I could give you 101 reasons why this is totally illogical. Yet, um, it was absolutely a clear and inner knowing. Um, where do I begin to answer this question? Um, the, the first thing that comes forward for me to share is we have to get out of our mind because the mind can be a trap. And what we often don't recognize is that we have four levels to our consciousness. We have our mental level. We have an emotional body. We have our physical body. And then we have our spiritual nature, right? Those are the four levels of our consciousness. And What's very helpful for me is when I experience that true inner knowing, it happens in all four places, right? It happens in all four levels Mm -hmm. of my consciousness. And uh, I was here in Costa Rica in March and I was facilitating a woman's retreat. And over the course of the week, I kept receiving these profound, I can only just call them downloads, but this this profound knowingness that I am to come here. And this is, I mean, I am a California girl all day long. I like (laughs) high heel shoes and Louis Vuitton bags. Like, let's be honest, okay? (laughs) The jungle, the rainforest, it's a little crazy. It is so outside of my personality. Like if you really knew me, it is so outside of my personality. It makes no sense at all. None. Yet here I am. Um, as I was receiving these downloads, it was a full visceral response, mm-hmm. right? Like it was less of a notion that came into my mind and it was more of an alignment that stacked up in my physical body my emotional body was then responding to this with a little bit of fear to be quite honest right with fear and you know the tears were coming almost as if um like no <laughs> no i don't want this like this isn't what i want and it isn't what i wanted and i trust that i'm here for a very good reason that has yet to sort of be revealed to me um which is a whole nother story, but involving those, the four levels of our consciousness. Now, the other very big sign and signal is what is going on in your environment. Is the universe throwing up obstacles and roadblocks in your way or Did the doors swing open? Has the road (laughs) risen up to meet you? Um, We were gifted 
land in Costa Rica. Wow. And then we inherited money to build a house. And we signed a contract with a builder in March of 2020. And we flew home to America and they closed the country of Costa Rica. We could not get into Costa Rica for a year. Yet our house got built and we essentially built the whole thing over WhatsApp, which is another crazy story. My point in sharing this is all of these things were in motion and I was not pushing or forcing or trying to make them happen. And this is a big, uh, a big pivot in our lives. And it's a big pivot when we begin to really listen to that internal voice is we're willing to take our hands off the wheel and be carried and be led rather than buying into the misunderstanding that it's all on me. Mm-hmm. I got to do everything. I got to make everything happen. So the less I push and force my way on things, which gets us into trouble because when we're pushing and we're forcing, we hurt ourselves. We hurt ourselves. Yeah. So the the less that I push and force, now that doesn't mean that I don't hold a vision or an intention around what it is I want to create or participate in, which is a whole other class, right? A whole other uh, understanding of the mechanics of that and working in cooperation with the universe and universal forces to be able to create what we want in our life. But as I trust what's going on around me and trust what's going on within me, the voice gets stronger. The knowingness gets stronger. Mm. It's a muscle, right? Like everything else. And when we build it, it strengthens. When we ignore it and we discard it and we trample over it, that's a way that we are weakening it, I guess. The word that I want is not coming to me. Yeah. Yeah, The word that came to my mind is it atrophies. Mm, Yeah. Mm. I can so resonate with everything you said there. And for me as well, it's that, um, that reaction of a strong emotion to the thoughts. And like often I'll get goosebumps. Yes, love it. Me too. If you follow me on social media, I'm sure that by now you've seen me sharing very excitedly about something called Healy, which I've been using since my surgery to support my recovery. Healy is a bioresonance device which uses individualized microcurrent frequencies to harmonize your bioenergetic field, thereby supporting your holistic well-being. Now, I know that that's quite a mouthful and you might be going, I don't understand what that means. Basically, Healy is the future of how we will care for ourselves as whole humans, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And if that still leaves you going, Rain, what the fuck are you on about? Don't worry, I've got you. Feel free to send me a DM on Instagram or you can email me on rain at raindun.com to ask me further questions and I would be happy to share more with you. In the meantime, check out the show notes where I will leave a link which has a bunch of really great resources for you to dive deeper into what exactly this technology is.
And I think it's worth mentioning that even though I'm touting this as the future of how we care for our well-being, microcurrent frequencies have been in use since the 1920s. So this technology is already well documented. So if you're intrigued, go check out those links in the show notes. You can have a browse through the shop. And if you do decide to purchase a Healy through me, that means that I will personally be supporting you in getting to know your Healy and learning how to use it. Let's talk about transforming problems into possibilities. How do we step out of that sort of victimhood of feeling that life is happening to me, life is hard, I have no choice, to stepping into that place where you are co-creating with the universe and allowing that flow and surrender? Yeah, beautiful. Well, it's really the basis for spiritual psychology because it's seeing life through a different lens and when we can see life through a different lens things look different and the lens is very much this idea that i am a spiritual being on this epic human adventure right and as you were saying earlier we each come with our own lessons our own uh soul's plan of what we're here to learn and grow through well our entire life is our spiritual curriculum everything that is unfolding in front of us is a beautifully designed opportunity giving us the chance to learn to grow to evolve to step into our next level of potential. So when something happens that doesn't go our way, we can look at it and say, oh, life hates me. And, you know, I'm a victim of these circumstances because things aren't going my way. They're not going the way that I want them to go. And so I'm a failure. I'm bad. We make up all these stories about what it means when that happens, when things aren't going our way. But what if we switched our lens and we began to ask more questions of life, such as, what do you want me to know about this? What could I possibly be learning through this experience? You know, and I think it's a great exercise. And and I mean, we can just do this right now. I, I can ask you to do this right now. When you can recall something really challenging that happened to you in your life. And you're now looking behind you, right? It's over. You've made it through. Can you identify the gifts or the blessings that are in your life today? as a result of that difficult experience. This is a principle that I'm actually really passionate about um, because I I went through a a period of a couple of years where it seemed like my whole life was falling apart and everything was going quote unquote wrong. And it started with um, my marriage ending. And then 18 months later, my brother committed suicide. And thank you. And of course, those were both really difficult situations to navigate. And especially with my brother's death, like 
I would give anything to have him back. But I can look back now and actually be grateful for having gone through that experience because losing my brother opened my eyes to all the ways in which I was not being authentic to myself. And I now know who I am. And I don't know if he hadn't died, maybe I would still be stuck with those blinkers on and not not really being aware of who, who I truly am, my true nature. That is so beautiful, Rain. Can you say a little bit more about that? Can you give us an example of how you know yourself better now? Well, I think it was also the process of, you know, with first with the marriage ending, it sort of catalyzed the start of my spiritual journey. So I'd already started looking at myself and, and the life that I'd created and thinking, is this really what I want? Coming to the conclusion that it wasn't because I was bitterly unhappy. And then starting to peel away those layers and starting to look deep at myself, doing that inner work, that self-work, so that by the time my brother died, I thank God that I was already in a way prepared for it because I think if, yeah. it, if he had died sooner, I would have gone down a very different path where I would have used all of my old tactics of mm. numbing myself with drinking, partying, socializing, keeping myself busy, doing anything to avoid the pain. Whereas when my brother died, I'm, I'm actually so incredibly grateful to myself because I made the decision after his death that I was going to remove myself from everything. I took some time off. I left the business that I was in and I actually went and stayed on his farm and I made the space for myself to grieve and to yeah. really feel the absolute depths of that pain, which was incredibly scary because there were times where I felt like I would never be able to come back out of it. Yes. But I think it's exactly because I allowed myself to go there yes. that I could recover from it. And going through that process really taught me so much about myself and about the universe and about my relationship to the universe and, and what I am in it, as yes. opposed to feeling lost in the world and constantly trying to prove myself through various different methods. Yes. Yeah. And in, in a way, did you discover uh, your true strength and your true yeah. resilience? Absolutely. Because now whenever I go through something difficult, I know that I can handle anything. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And that, absolutely. and that takes away a lot of fear, that fear yep. of life, you know? Yes. I love this. Mm. Yeah. Well, so beautiful. And Thank another you. point that came up for me was what you said about asking those questions, like why why is this happening to me? Not in a, oh God, why is this happening to me way, but really asking why, why am I going through this? Even why have I chosen this for myself? Yeah. And mm -hmm. I, I just very recently, five and a half weeks ago, um, went through explant surgery. Um, to remove my breast implants. Oh, I want to talk about that. Yeah, I want to thing. I'm right? next. I'm next. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, oh, um, yeah. A lot of women are going through this at the moment. So it's actually really interesting to see the energetics of how it's like this wave of women. Oh, I have a chill so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got it too. <laughs> so um, 
you know, it's been it's been quite a process for me to get to the point where I realized that my implants were making me ill and then to make that decision to have them removed. And, um, you know, there were there were times where I was really, really sick and, and it would have been so easy for me to sink into that victimhood and say, why is this happening to me? And there were times where I thought, have I not been through enough? you know, with the divorce, with my brother's death, like, why do I have to go through this now as well? But I then reframed that by asking myself, why did I choose this? I chose this, maybe not consciously, but my soul chose this experience for me. What am I meant to learn out of it? What can I gain out of this instead of just wallowing in that, um, that mentality of why is this happening to me and I don't deserve this? Yeah. And that made it well, a lot easier for me to to get through it. Well, and I just want to reflect to you that that is um, a sign of your level of awareness and your level of consciousness to be able to take that level of responsibility. Mm. And, you know, we have to be careful with that because there's so many things at play, right? Like, We can't just say like, I chose this cancer or I chose this illness because there's so many things that are at play here. The soul is a mystery, right? Mm -hmm. The soul is a mystery. And I acknowledge you and and your awareness. And I think it's very important that we recognize we are a product of our choices, right? Like, our lives are a product of our choices and it's not always easy for our ego mind or our personalities to come into cooperation with the soul's plan, right? With the soul's uh, learning journey. However, when we can do that, we empower ourselves immediately. Yeah, We empower ourselves immediately because then we're seeing it from a place of participation instead of a place of victimization, right? It's like, I'm involved in this. I have a say in how I move through this. Yeah, And sometimes we like to pretend that we're powerless and it's out of our control, but that's just a story, really. It's just a story. You said you want to talk more about the whole implants story. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm a breast cancer survivor. I Mm. actually got my implants in 2010. um, Or was it 2012? 2012. So I'm like right at the 10 year marker right now. Mm. And my cancer diagnosis was in 2016. And the implants were actually a blessing in my cancer diagnosis because my tumor was over the implant and it was like easier to find and easier. It was like more uh, exposed because the implant was like lifting it up. If that makes sense. Um, You know, now I I ended up having a lumpectomy. So I have, you know, half of my breast is completely missing on my left side. Um, and there's a pretty big scar, you know, like three inch scar from my nipple all the way over into my armpit. So of course, you know, I love my, my 
beautiful breasts <laughs> with the implants in them. Um, and I don't know, you know, what's going to end up going on if I remove them. Mm -hmm. And um, I always use the I stopped using the, the, I have to hear it three times rule. Now I just have to hear it twice. I literally woke up this morning thinking about, okay, Donna, you have to like get it together on when you're going to do this. And oh, here you are. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I know I'm receiving the messages. Yeah. It's like sort of the last thing in this body um, you know, I used to have the acrylic on my fingernails and I used to color my hair yeah. and I've really, um, I've gone all natural. Yeah. I, <laughs> I love your way. gray hair, by the way. It looks thank beautiful. You. Yeah. Thank you. I get a lot of compliments on it and it's really like, it's, you know, it just feels cool as I'm moving into that, uh, the crone stage, you know, yeah. and I love my silver. But anyways, yeah, I think it's time to do that. And did you have reconstruction? I I had a lift done. So yeah. they removed the implants and they did a lift. Um, I I had big breasts naturally. And then after breastfeeding, they were just like, it was a lot of loose skin, very deflated. So I already knew that by taking the implants out, um, there would be a lot of excess skin. So we made the decision to just do the lift in the first place. Um, and I, I'm very happy. I like my small boobs. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. And, and um, same as what you were just speaking about now, like a lot of women have asked me, but how did you know that it was the implants that were making you sick? Like how, how it's a very big decision to make to take them out. Like, how did you know? And of course there is no way to test for breast implant illness or to really know until you take them out and I just knew I had that inner knowing my body was speaking to me and that's why I made the decision to remove them re regardless of whether or not removing them would immediately take away all my symptoms I just knew that this was the best thing that I could do for my body and what I needed to do and same as yourself it just felt like you know I've, I've spent so many years working on developing a more natural and uh, in balance relationship with my physical body. Yes. And yet I still have these things inside of me and it just doesn't yes. feel right for me anymore. Yeah. Well, I keep asking myself, um, I have dr dramatically changed my diet. I have dramatically mm -hmm. changed, you know, my physical movement in my body and how I care for myself, my self-care practices, yet I still don't feel good. And mm -hmm. why is that? Yeah. Right? Like it just, it doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I, yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that was the bottom line for me is that why would I go down the road of, of trying to test for a whole lot of different things, trying to figure out what's, what's wrong in my body, trying to different treatments, you know, spending all of that time and money. If I don't first remove this very obvious possible cause, because yeah. at the end of the day, and like, you know, sometimes people want to argue about silicone versus saline and all of that. At the end of the day, it's a foreign object in your body. It doesn't belong there. And if there is 
something else a little bit wrong in your body, like maybe, you know, your immune system's a little bit down, or maybe you do have a genetic predisposition to an autoimmune condition or whatever it is, like something is a little bit off. Or like in my case, what I believed is that the traumas that I went through just pushed my body over the edge and then it couldn't cope anymore. Like up until that point, it was coping fine with the implants, but then everything together was just too much. And mm. then when your body's in that state, in order to give it the best chance of recovery and coming back to full health, you have to remove the thing that your body is fighting against. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, so that was how, how I came. How long did it take you to recover? I am still recovering. Yeah, it's. Um, I must say that the recovery process has sort of taken me by surprise. I didn't mm. quite realize that it would be such a big surgery, much more invasive and painful and traumatic than having the implants put in. Yes. Yeah, yeah so I I'm, I'm, I'm five and a half weeks out now and I'm, I'm still getting there. But even, even though I'm still recovering and I'm still not feeling great a lot of the time, a lot of my symptoms from prior are already gone. So okay. I know I've made the right decision, yeah. 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 Well, I'm, I think I'm quite a bit older than you too. And that like plays into the recovery mm. time. Yeah, of course. I think, you know. I actually just remembered the thing that I wanted to say earlier that I forgot is that you were you were touching on how um, asking those questions puts you into a, a more position of power over your own, your own life. And um, like that's what I felt with this whole thing with the implants is that by asking myself those questions of why have I chosen this, why am I going through this, I don't have the answer. I don't know why I had to go through this experience. But simply by asking myself that, it made me feel like less of a victim. And it, yes. it made it easier for me to accept, okay, this this is what's happening now. How can I deal with it and how can I move through it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. immediately. Because we then are sourcing the solution from inside of ourselves rather than placing our power in something that's got to happen in the outside world in order, you know, for mm -hmm. us to be okay. Yeah. Then I wanted to touch on harnessing your higher purpose as an entrepreneur. I mm. think that for me personally, this is quite an interesting subject because something that I, I know that I have um, work to do on is my relationship to money and finances and success. Mm. And I think I have a lot of unhealthy ideas around if you're doing meaningful good work, you shouldn't be making too much money on it. And of course, these mm -hmm. ideas are not conscious. They're mm -hmm. subconscious mm -hmm. program things from my childhood that I need to work on. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I'd love for you to elaborate on that topic. Yeah, may I coach you? Sure. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> so can you say a little bit more about... Uh, what's operating in your consciousness around what you just said, that um, if you're doing good work in the world, you can't earn too much money. I think I have this idea in my mind that wanting to be successful makes you selfish or greedy. Mm. Okay. 
I also know that I have a very deep-seated belief that making money is hard and that my family doesn't make money. Mm. And like that that comes from my childhood and from what I saw. And I, I can remember being quite young and just having having this like very clear idea that my family, not just my immediate family, but my extended family as well, like we're a family that has issues with money. We we don't make money easily, we go bankrupt, those sorts of things. Mm. Mm. And given all of the work that you've done internally rain could it be possible that you're here to heal that for your family in this life yeah definitely and it's um it's a subject that's been coming up right now that i know that this is it's something that i've known i need to address for a long time but i've had a lot of resistance to it for some Ooh. reason and well, uh, it's only just behind, really now that I'm starting to feel like, okay, I, I need to fix this now. <laughs> behind all great resistance is transformation. Yeah. Behind all great resistance is transformation. So if you lean into it, right? If you open your eyes even wider and move towards or through that resistance, what would that look like? What I've been feeling literally the last couple of days is that it's almost like that, that resistance and those mental blocks that I have are like this veil in front of me. Yes. And I, I can actually see through the veil and I can see this expansion in front yes. of me if only i can figure out how to step through it <laughs> chills yeah like i know that i'm so close but i'm not quite there yet mm. and another um very interesting thing that i realized actually i think just this morning is that there was a, a time in my life where it felt like i had really worked through these issues around money and it was after my separation from my ex-husband that I, I got into business and I was actually very good at it and I was very successful very quickly and I I had this immediate belief in myself that I could do this. I can make money. Making money is easy. And I know that that was something that I absorbed from my ex-husband. He's very good at business. He's a very successful businessman. And living with him for 10 years, I absorbed this idea that making money is easy. There's lots of yes. money in the world. You don't yes. need to be stingy. You don't need to worry. And so yes. I started like sloughing off all of these ideas that I had as a child. And I I, I lived that, that life of like my ex-husband is very wealthy. So I lived that lifestyle of being a wealthy woman and I absorbed it. And then when we separated, <laughs> he he actually said to me, you'll never make it without me. And I took that as a challenge. I thought, fuck you. Yes, I will. <laughs> yeah. And and that's what I went out and I did. And I I had just started doing really well. And like I really felt that flow of like this is easy. Making money is easy and it, and it's good to be successful and not be stressing about money, be able to look after my child. And then my brother died. <laughs> And um, it feels to me like 
that that whole process, like in that year after my brother died, it was almost like I regressed back to those old childhood um, set beliefs of life is hard, money making money is hard, you have to be careful with money. Um, and I have struggled since then. I mean, it's now been five and a half years since my brother died. And, and I feel like since then I have been struggling to snap out of that again and get back into mm. the flow of feeling that money is easy and it doesn't have to be so hard. Yes. Well, I love that you have identified your capability in this, right? And mm. that you've had real tangible experience in making money and in being successful. So may I ask you a quite a little confrontive question? Sure. What are you getting out of the struggle? Hmm. I'm going to have to think deeply on that question. What am I getting out of the struggle? Yeah, it's actually, it's so interesting that you've worded it exactly like that because um, these past few days, I've been asking myself exactly the same question, just with a different situation in my life. Ooh. Things with the divorce, like still dragging on and asking myself, like, why? <laughs> what am I getting out of this? And asking myself, like, honestly, do I perhaps have some strange sort of addiction to this unhealthy situation? Mm. I don't know what the answer is, though. <laughs> But it's, it's a really, really great, useful question. The other thing that I have identified is that, you know, I reached that point where I felt like I discarded those beliefs about money and, I, and I'd come into this good relationship with money. And now it's like I've regressed again. And I, I feel like part of that is that I now associate <clears throat> the idea of making money having money with what was a very toxic relationship. So mm. I've now attached another mm. badness or evilness mm. mm -hmm. to money. Mm -hmm. Perhaps that was one of the gifts of that mm. relationship was for you to be shown yes. that it's easy. Yeah. I, I have I have recognized that 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 was actually a beautiful gift for me to receive from the relationship. Yeah, mm. right. And we are always receiving gifts and blessings from the tragedies and the traumas and the difficulties mm. in our life. And um, I want to speak a little bit. This this goes back to. Uh, turning problems into possibilities and like getting unstuck transformation happens in a spiral mm -hmm. and in our linear thinking, right? We always want there to be a clear beginning and a clear end. And that's just not how we work mm -hmm. and that's not how the universe works. And that's not how our evolution works. Our evolution happens in a spiral. So, you know, we're on our, learning path of life and we go around that spiral and every time we make a lap around that spiral we go up a little and we go out a little right like a sphere or a cone shape if you mm -hmm. can imagine that and so we keep making laps around the spiral but we have these core themes 
right? Mm -hmm. That are in our life that are like at a particular spot on the spiral. And so you're going to keep revisiting them over and over and over in your life because you've come here to master this. So it makes sense, right? That you're going to be in it. You're going to be out of it. You're going to be with it. You're going to be without it. You're going to like be successful and you're going to not feel so successful. And you can recognize as you look behind you, I still have a different perspective about this, right? I see this differently this time than I viewed it the last time I was working with it. So perhaps taking stock and remembering what it felt like when you were successful Mm. in the area of money. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like what was going on for you? What were the thoughts you were having? How did that feel in your body? It made me feel empowered and confident it made life feel much more playful and easy. Yes. And I was loving what I was doing as well. So it was just like fun. It was yes. just fun. And it, it felt like the struggle of life was like dropping away. Excellent. Mm. Yeah. And how does that feel in your body when the struggle of life falls away? So good. Lightness. Freedom. Yes. So would you be willing to mingle a little bit more in those thoughts? Yes. More than willing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So this is how it happens, right? In the in the physical world, we're always trying to get to something, right? I gotta get to my wealth. I got to get to my success, but that's actually not how it works. That might be how it works in physical reality, but we're multidimensional beings having a multidimensional experience. And so we have to be the match to what it is we want. We have to be it. We have to be it. And then it emanates from us because we are always sending out a signal. We're always sending out a vibration. And that signal and that vibration is met with the magnetic law of attraction, which is as real as the law of gravity. We just can't see it and we don't understand how it works. So we don't pay attention to it. But when we can see abundance everywhere, right? Just back yourself away from money for a second and begin to reside in the place of seeing abundance everywhere. Mm -hmm. I can look out the window and I see an abundance of sky. I see an abundance of grass. I see an abundance of my consciousness, which is everywhere, right? And it's never going to shut itself off. It's coming and coming and creating and it's all around. And when I begin to notice that, then I'm the vibrational match to more. Hmm. So maybe give your money a little bit of love. Appreciate your money. Give it your gratitude. Thank it for the job that it does. Love it. Whether it's a dollar 
or $10 or $100,000. Love it. Is this helpful? So helpful. I love everything you just said. And like the the energy of what you just said feels so good. And it like yeah. feels it's that vibrational match to that feeling I was trying to describe of playfulness, like life being playful instead yes. of a drudge. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And this is so important. And this is like that other floor in the building that I talked about, right? It's like when we can go to that higher floor, we see things from a different perspective. And our true self, our original wisdom, our higher self is comprised of all of those yummy things that we're out here in the physical world looking for. The love and the joy and the playfulness, the elation and the inspiration and the aliveness, like that is our true nature. But we have this false misunderstanding that like, oh, it's all on me. I got to be squirreling around and pushing and shoving in the physical world to go get my peace. When if we could just go up a little higher into that space now we're the match to that. Mm. Now, people are probably hearing this and being like, she's freaking nuts. I don't know what she's talking about. This lady's, you know, half cracked. Don't take my word for it. Try it out. Mm. You know, I am someone who uh, went from having a direct deposit paycheck every two weeks, right? Direct deposit in the bank account every two weeks for 28 years. And then I said, oh yeah, I'm going to become an entrepreneur. And that was really scary. And every time I found my mind going into that place of fear or that place of lack or that place of you know, I can't do it. And all that bullshit stories. Mm. Every time I found my mind going there, I interrupted it. I interrupted it and I put my attention back on the truth. Can you give people some like tangible, practical tools of how to implement what we're talking about? Because like you said, you know, some people will listen to this and just because they haven't experienced it yet they don't they have no understanding of it and then it does just sound crazy so how yeah. do we like do you have a daily practice that you recommend to your clients yeah um well staying like with this topic mm-hmm. that um around your money and the belief in yourself and making money is easy the more you own that, the more you're going to believe that. And I mean, really believe it. And the more you believe that, the more it's going to show up in your experience. It's universal law. And there's more about this in my book, Original Wisdom, Harness the Power of the Authentic You. I sort of walk you through the whole thing. But if you were to own this at a deeper level, and begin affirming this in your life on a regular basis, 
You could work with um, a statement that begins with the two words, I am. Because when we say I am, it's something that only we can say for ourselves. When we say I am, it's like a declaration. It's a proclamation. It's a way that we put a line in the sand and nobody can do it for us. So it's also the name of our higher self. I am. And this goes into a bigger, longer story that we don't have time for today, but I'm giving you a tool. You could begin right now, Rain, by affirming, I am experiencing that making money is easy. I am experiencing ease in making money. I am believing in myself and my capabilities. Hmm. And the more you work with that, the more you embody it. And the more you embody it, the more you believe it, the more you believe it, the more it's going to happen. Yeah. And again, don't take my word for it, but give it a try. Do it every day, a couple times a day for a month and send me an email at the end of 30 days, right? It's like, we just started November and see what happens. If you start living into that over the next 30 days, and this is the thing, like you don't have to, you don't have to do anything different. You just have to shift your perspective. Yeah. Now you can't go sit on the couch, right? Like you have to still participate in your life and that kind of a thing. Like, you know, this is physical world reality. It's, it's a heavy yeah. dimension. We, action is required. And if you can lock yourself with that new belief system, there's mm. all kinds of possibilities that are available for you. Yeah. I love that. Thank you very much. Um, and, and I have experienced this in my own life. Personally, I've, I have used these types of techniques before and um i'll give you an example um pertaining to what I, I spoke about earlier on about losing my brother uh it was probably about just less than a year after he died and i'd sort of like hit rock bottom i'd become very yeah. depressed i'd isolated myself from everyone and i i realized that i was waking up every morning with this thought in my head of like as soon as i woke up before my eyes were even open, I would say something in my mind along the lines of, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this anymore. Or, oh no, I just want to go back to sleep. Something like that. And the one day I realized that I was doing this and I was like, I have to stop this immediately because I understand like the power of neural pathways. Yes. And so I made the decision that every morning when I woke up and I had those bad thoughts, I would immediately interrupt them and I, and I would say, at first, I just started off simple. I would just say, I am okay. Today yes. is going to be a good day. Yes. And the first few times I said that, I burst out crying because it felt so ridiculous to say it when I was not okay. And, yes. and I was hurting so much. It, it felt like a betrayal of myself to say something that was so opposite to what was currently true. But I kept at it. Every day I did it. And Donna, it was literally two weeks, 
that the change started happening. And a month later, I'd already made massive changes in my life. And that, and that was like the beginning of me getting my life back and, and getting back to normal again. So I can assure the listeners that it might sound like a silly thing to just say some words, but words really have so much power. Yes, especially these words, the words I am. Yeah. Again, because nobody can say that on your behalf. That mm. is when we are making a declaration to the universe, we are literally calling our life force into mm. action when we use those words. So they are incredibly, incredibly powerful. This is how we take a deeper level of responsibility for our life. And what happens is most of us misuse those words, right? And we walk around and we say, I am tired. I am sick. I am over it. And the universe, right? Remember what we talked about earlier, your higher self sees everything as neutral. And so when we're down here on planet Earth saying, I am tired, I am sick, our soul is like, oh, we got to get her a little bit more tired. We got to get her a little bit more sick because that's what we're calling into creation. Mm -hmm. We are creators. We are creating in every moment with every breath and every word. The words are how we form our creations, right? Which translate into our thoughts, which translate into feelings and into behaviors. But this is where it all begins. I, I love that tip of framing, uh, or rather phrasing, it's starting with I am because I think that's something that I haven't given enough emphasis to and yeah. just as you were talking now it made me think of how with this experience that I've had with a breast implant illness being ill main symptom was chronic fatigue and I've realized recently how my internal dialogue so very often multiple times a day is I'm just so tired and then not only do I apply that phrase to how I'm feeling physically, but then also like the issues that I'm having in my personal life along the lines of the divorce, I say the same thing. I'm just so tired of this. And I realized this recently and I thought, mm, I've got to stop this and I've got to do something about it. So as you were talking now, I was taking notes of everything you're saying. And I decided that every time I catch myself saying I am tired, I'm going to change it. And I'm going to say Brilliant. I am pure energy. Because that is what we are, really. So yes. thank you for that. And with regards to the the divorce, I mean, perhaps there's an opportunity to visualize things being brought to completion, right? Mm. So I am bringing this to completion. Mm. I am complete with this. Yeah. I am complete with this relationship. What I've been focusing on the last couple of days is saying I am releasing this. That Thank you. Thanks really for letting helpful. me coach you. I love that. Yeah, this was so fun. It was. Please tell us uh, where we can get your book, um, how people can contact you if they want to work with you. Yeah, um, DonnaBond.com. Um, I teach several different masterclasses. I have a masterclass coming up in January of 2023. I don't know what the timing is on the launch of this cast, but um, it's called Empower the Authentic You. 
And it's a lot of the principles that we touched on today. And I teach them live, which this is uh, the content that has come right out of my book, Original Wisdom, Harness the Power of the Authentic You. And you can get that on Amazon. I actually also narrated the audio myself. So you get all my expression and quirkiness and, um, you know, it, it was fun to create the audible, but you can find all those links to all of those things on DonnaBond.com. Yeah. And I will put the links in the show notes as well. Brilliant. Donna, before we close up, is there anything else that you would like to say in closing or share? Let's see. Um, I just want everyone to remember that they're way more powerful than they give themselves credit for. And when we can start looking inside of ourselves for the answers, they will be revealed and they will come forward. And we then empower ourselves in so doing because we remove our focus and our attention from things outside of us and begin to recognize how magnificent we are inside of ourselves. Amazing. Thank you so much. Rain, thank you. That I forgot to tell you that I accept your challenge. Okay. Yay. Every day for the next 30 days and I'm going to email you. <laughs> I can't wait. And I am going to invite all of your listeners to cheer you on. <laughs> and let's get some dialogue going around this. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, maybe there's some other people out there who want to do the same thing once they listen to this podcast. Yeah. yeah. And if anybody does, email. please email me and tell me your experience. Yeah. Awesome to hear some stories. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It was so wonderful. I really appreciate it. I really enjoyed that conversation. And yeah, it was packed full of value. So thank you. Thank you. And I loved all the synchronicities of things you thought about this morning, things I thought about this morning. (laughs) (laughs) It was great. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, as always, I would so appreciate if you shared it. Share it with your friends, your loved ones, share it on WhatsApp, on social media, give it a like, rate it on whichever platform you're listening. All of those things will help me with getting the podcast out to a broader audience. If you'd like to get in touch with me, my Instagram handle is at rain.dun or you can email me on rain at raindun.com.